Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome in to another edition of B&G in the Morning. We're going to go ahead and recap the weekend of the NFL Divisional Round. We had four games, uh, three pretty good ones, and then one absolute massacre. But we're going to go in order of how they happened, starting with the Chiefs uh, and the Jags. Oh, sorry, I forgot to introduce. I'm um, with my co-host, Gavin Chouse. Uh, we are we're excited to uh, recap this Divisional Round. So let's go ahead and get right into it. Jags, Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs uh, get a 27 to 20 win in this one, but looking at this game, it was it was crazy. Uh, first of all, Patrick Mahomes got that dog in, and that's all I'm gonna say goes 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 down with a high ankle sprain. Uh, doesn't does all he can to not come out at all. He does have to come out for a drive or two. Comes back after halftime, uh, but Chad Henney, man, Chad Henney is he's gonna he's gonna never have to. Uh, He's never gonna have to buy a beer in Kansas City ever again. <laughs> let yeah, me just let me yeah. just put it that way, uh, because he comes in for Patrick Mahomes second time he's had to in the uh, in the playoffs and uh, in, in the divisional round too. Uh, he come if you guys remember the Super Bowl run, he comes in he comes in in that in that Browns game, uh, does a really good job, uh, converts a massive third down, gets it to you know fourth and inches, and they do that pass play on fourth down to Tyree Kill, infamous uh, play in Kansas City. Uh, Chiefs history, uh, and it, this was a really fun game to watch. When uh, Patrick Mahomes went down, it kind of added another layer of excitement to this game. Because honestly, I was I was feeling pretty confident coming into this game uh, with the Chiefs uh, and their ability to win. I, I thought Jackson was a good story, but obviously, I didn't think they could compete with, on the level that the Chiefs can. And you know, Trevor Lawrence he ends up going uh, for 217 yards, touchdown, and an interception. Really, not his best performance. I thought the Chiefs defense did a good job pressuring him, forcing him maybe into some errors. Uh, but, Gavin, what were your thoughts on, on this game? Uh, and how did the Chiefs – how were they able to come out with a win when Patrick Mahomes went down? I mean, I think I think this game was um, honestly a lot closer than I thought. Like you said, I mean, Patrick Mahomes going down just added that extra layer to the game that um, kind of made it a little more exciting. And, you know, Trevor Lawrence didn't play his best game, but – you know, we saw him playing well and then, you know, kind of kind of late in the game, you know, second half, we kind of saw the inexperience of Trevor Lawrence kind of, uh, you know, s- starting to show a little bit. Um, but, uh, you know, with, the, with this Jaguars team as a whole, you know, it's great to have playoff experience. And, you know, last game they came back from Trevor Lawrence throwing four picks. Um, and, you know, to go into Arrowhead and play a tight game versus the Chiefs is – is very very um, well experienced for um, you know this young team, and so I definitely expect them to be back. Um, and and like I said, I mean they didn't play well. We we just saw the inexperience of of that team versus obviously the hefty playoff experience of, of the Chiefs squad. Oh yeah, I definitely think the Jags will be back, and it's just crazy the amount of young quarterback talent we have in the AFC with Mahomes. Lawrence Burrow, Herbert's emerging. Uh, obviously, Lamar Jackson, where he ends up. Josh Allen. Uh, we'll talk about him more uh, in a second. But yeah, the amount of AFC talent in the quarterback position is absolutely insane. And you know, there's going to be a lot of good quarterbacks who just don't win a Super Bowl or only win one Super Bowl in the AFC, just because of how stacked the conference is and young quarterback play. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes actually is the is the oldest AFC or was the oldest AFC yeah. quarterback in this year's playoffs, which is absolutely insane to me because this 
you know, it's it seems like he hasn't been in the league that long, but at the same time, it seems like he's been in the league forever because of how many playoff games he's played. Uh, but it just seems like yesterday when the Chiefs drafted him, it's absolutely insane. Uh, just want to give a shout-out to Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, that 98-yard drive, he was huge. Uh, 12 carries, 95 yards. Really wasn't used a ton. Him and McKinnon had almost equal carries. Pacheco with 12, McKinnon with 11. Uh, but Pacheco on that drive was massive. He really was helpful to uh, to ease Chad Henney into the game. And also Travis Kelsey breaks the record for most receiving yards in a game by a non-receiver, 14 for 98, two touchdowns. Uh, he's the best tight end in the league, in my opinion, and he's well on his way to becoming the best tight end of all time. Yeah, no, definitely. I think, I think um, if you if you don't have him in your in, uh, honestly top two right now, I, I'm, I'm not sure you watch much football. Yeah, for sure. So that game was fun. Uh, the Chiefs advanced to their fifth straight AFC Championship game. Uh, they would have it would have been a host if they if the Bengals were, were if the Bills beat the Bengals, but as we'll talk about later, the Bengals uh, handled the Bills pretty well. But before we get there, we'll talk about the Eagles-Giants game real quick. Uh, it ended up being 38-7. Uh, the, this game went really, really poorly for the Giants. I thought the Giants might have had a chance in this game, but only if they were able to get out to a lead, run that ball with Saquon and Daniel Jones. Uh, they just weren't able to do that. They were down 14-0 at the end of the first quarter and then 28-0 at halftime. Uh, the Eagles are good. They're a really good team. Uh, their defense is really is really good, and they're, they're they were the one seed for the reasons for a reason, and so they took care of business at home against a, definitely an inferior team. Yeah, I mean definitely. I mean Daniel Jones played um, really really bad. He went 50, 15 for twenty seven with one hundred thirty five yards, zero touchdowns, and an interception. I mean this team just didn't play um, as well as we thought. But this is another young team that honestly exceeded a lot of expectations this season. Um, so, you know, it's, it's always great to see, um, you know, teams like this in Jacksonville who get in the playoffs who norm, aren't normally um, in there. Um, so, so I believe this team will be back um, like, like Jacksonville. Um, and, you know, has Daniel Jones earned another contract? Yes, I think he has. Um, same with Saquon. So I expect um, those two to re-sign in the offseason with the Giants. Um, and and uh, and I think they'll be back. Yeah, I think Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley both earned uh, earned new contracts with the Giants, and I think they'll get him re-signed. Credit to to, uh, to Brian Dable for to for uh, kind of bringing a new system to this to this Giants offense. Daniel Jones is running the ball a lot more. That's what really brought out a new layer of his game. And uh, just credit to the Eagles because this Giants offense is really not a bad offense. I mean, I think it's a pretty solid offense with the run game that they have. And they held him to seven points. They took Saquon Barkley out of the game. He only had nine carries in the game. And in those nine carries, he had 61 yards. So he was effective with the carries he got, but they just couldn't get back in the game running the football. And hopefully in the offseason, the Giants can get, you know, a, a better receiver because honestly right now there's really no receiver ones on this team. This receiver room is kind of like yeah. the Baltimore Ravens in my, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, so talk about the other AFC divisional game. These are these, this was the first game on Sunday uh, Bengals bills. And this game was honestly not at all how I expected. I thought the Bengals would beat the bills. I had the Bengals and bills or Bengals and chiefs in the AFC championship game. But 27 to 10 in Buffalo was definitely not what I expected. Uh, I think 
I think Josh Allen was just never the same after that after that injury he suffered against the Jets, and I've heard a lot of other people saying that too. He had sort of an elbow injury, and he just became really turnover prone. Now he's always had a little bit of a problem with turning the ball over, but I don't really think it was ever like this. And you know, he doesn't throw an intercept. He doesn't throw a touchdown in this game, but one interception. And Joe Burrow has a great game. He's 23 of 36 for 242 and two touchdowns. And a big game for Joe Mixon as well. 20 carries, uh, 105 yards, and a touchdown. So good all-around game for the Bengals and a really good game, uh, especially after that game they had against the Ravens where they did not look particularly good at all. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, look, it definitely looked like the Bills. I mean, they just melted down. Not only Josh Allen, but – um, when your number one receiver in Stephon Diggs is, is your fourth best receiver, um, you know, receiving wise on your team, it, it's not going to be a very good day. And honestly, the Bills might be kicking themselves in the butt for not looking, um, you know, to sign Odell despite being um, not fully healthy. Because honestly, looking, you know, looking back through this game, you, Odell could have been a difference maker because your your top two receivers did not play well at all which um, also, like you said, re- results back to the quarterback play. Um, and if you have, you know, her elbow on your, your throwing arm, you're, you're not going to be 100%. Um, you know, but we, we kind of did see a different side of Josh Allen where he's, you know, throwing a fit, throwing kind of a temper tantrum, um, which, which uh, you know, was, was kind of surprising to me. Um, and then you had Eli Apple talking all kinds of smack on Twitter, um, despite not doing much in the game, um, although the receivers didn't, um, for the Bills didn't look that great. Honestly, Eli Apple did not do much um, for for this uh, Bengals defense. Yeah, we'll talk more about Eli Apple when we preview when we talk about the Bengals Chiefs AFC Championship game. Uh, he's not he's not becoming a big fan of Kansas City or anybody outside of Cincinnati. And honestly, if I was a Bengals fan, I wouldn't even like him to be honest. So yeah. Uh, yeah, the Bengals or the Bills definitely had some frustration uh, boil over in this game, especially with Diggs. Everybody's seen the clip of him throwing his arms up and talking to Josh Allen on the sideline. Uh, it's interesting to see. Stephon Diggs signed a contract extension last offseason, but in today's uh, era of sports, people can force their way out. And I think it's a possibility that maybe Stephon Diggs uh, maybe gets traded. He comes out on Twitter and says that, you know, basically, he's just not fine with losing, and that's basically what it was, uh, what it stemmed from. So maybe they'll keep him and just say, you know what, he's a competitor, he wants to win, and we didn't win. I'm not totally sure, but something has to be done in Buffalo because uh, three years ago they make the AFC Championship, they lose to the Chiefs. Then uh, last year they have a great game against the Chiefs, they lose again. Uh, you know, a lot of people said, you know, Josh Allen played a perfect game, the Bills played a perfect game, they just played a really, really good team as well that was able to get the ball in overtime. And I think he had a solid point there. But this was the year. This was the year for the Bills. Everybody was picking them to win the Super Bowl this season. Everybody was picking Josh Allen to win MVP. I believe I had Josh Allen as my MVP. Uh, and you have a home divisional game in the snow. Most people would probably say that this this type of weather – affects or uh, benefits you the most and you had an offensive line that was missing three starters and you put up 10 points and you have a very very lackluster showing so i i don't see where the bills go from here no i definitely agree i mean honestly there's there's not much option left um and you know you you look at all these teams and you know if if you're if you're an afc fan you're wanting the, the Bengals to beat the chiefs because Honestly, if, if the Bengals can't be 
the Chiefs with with the Hurt Mahomes. Um, there, there's not much um, to do, and you know, looking at the Bengals contracts, they haven't paid anybody big numbers yet. Um, you know, this off season, they're gonna have to pay Joe Burrow, and, and they're gonna have to pay T. Higgins. Um, you know, so so they they those that talent might not be back to the Bengals, and and the Chiefs are sitting very very well um, with money wise, and and so if if you're an ASD fan and you're you're tired of the Tired of the Chiefs, you know, kind of rain in the AFC. You're you're praying for a for a Bengals win this yeah. weekend. Yeah, I agree. Because if you go back to the beginning of the season, this was a rebuilding year for the Chiefs. Everybody said this was a rebuild year for the Chiefs. Everybody got better and they got worse. That's what everybody was saying. They lost Tyree Kill. Uh, they that was the main thing was they lost Tyree Kill. They lost Tyron Matthew on defense. Uh, this was going to be a year where they regressed. Uh, the Chargers, they got better. The Raiders, they got better. The Broncos, they got better. We did not see that. Maybe you could say the Chargers got a little better, but the other two teams got significantly worse, and that was just in their own division. We had the Bills. Everybody was ready to crown the Bills. They lost to the Bengals, and they did lose to the Bengals again this year, so maybe there is some truth to the Bengals. But so far, no team has been able to pass the Chiefs in a rebuilding year aside from maybe the Bengals, and that's still up for debate because the Chiefs could very well go out there Sunday and beat the Bengals, and they're right back in the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. So I, I'm very interested to see where this goes, and I'm with you. If I am not a, if I wasn't a Chiefs fan, I'm really – I want the Bengals to win this game because if the Chiefs can do this in a re, what was supposed to be a rebuilding year – what are they going to do next year? Or maybe they bring in an, uh, a true number one receiver. Maybe Kadarius Tony becomes that. How good are they going to be then? Maybe they get an elite edge rusher, and then it's. I mean, if they if this team gets even above average on defense, this this team becomes even better. Can you imagine the Chiefs with like even a even a even a defense that was like slightly better than middle of the pack? I mean, this team it just goes to the next level. So last last game that rounded out the divisional round was 49ers Cowboys. 49ers come away with a 19 to 12 win and honestly, this game was right there for the Cowboys to take uh, in my opinion. The 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 49ers could not get the run game going. Uh, Brock Purdy really didn't do much throwing the ball. He goes 214 yards, but he didn't make any mistakes. And that's what I've said since the beginning of him taking over as quarterback. This team is good enough. If Brock Purdy just plays mistake-free football, they will win. And I specifically remember talking to uh, talking to a friend that uh, you know Brock Purdy could very well make a Super Bowl run with the 49ers. I said it on the podcast. I didn't. I didn't say that it was very likely. But here we are. They're a game away. And I remember getting clowned by this friend for for this uh, for this take. And here they are. They're playing the Eagles. If they win, they are in the Super Bowl with literally the last pick of this year's draft as their quarterback. And it's on the back of this defense that they were able to have such a good game. Uh, the Cowboys really couldn't get much going. Pollard goes down with an injury. They couldn't get the run game going either. And Dak Prescott, it, he does exactly what I said he would do. He has a great game against the Buccaneers, but he's too inconsistent to win a Super Bowl. I think Dak Prescott, I think Dak Prescott is a fine quarterback. If he's the quarterback of your team, you know you'll be competitive. You know he'll make some plays, but he's not consistent enough. To uh, to win a Super Bowl, and we saw it here. He throws two interceptions, and you know it's a this is a seven point game. This was the least amount of points the 49ers were held to since Brock Purdy became the quarterback. They were putting up 30, 40 points in some games. They scored 19 here, and the four, the Cowboys can only uh, put up a measly 12 points. And that last play, 
I don't I don't know what that was supposed to be, but that basically sums up the Cowboys in the last three decades. I mean, that was just awful. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I mean, the the, the win was right in the Cowboys' hands, and they they really just threw it out the window. Um, you know, Dak is getting outplayed by by the last pick of the draft, but honestly. I, I thought the Cowboys had this one in the bag. Just watching this game, I'm like, okay. And like you said, I mean, if, if Tony Pollard doesn't go down, maybe we see a different different side um, of this game. You know, Zeke's not used to having that big of a load in the second half. Um, but also, uh, you know, like you said, the, the last play of, of the Cowboys season two years in a row has been just absolutely the worst play in all of football. So... Yeah, and Jerry Jones, he came out and said, now whether he, now whether or not this was true, he basically confirmed Mike McCarthy's job security. So it, it does look like the Dallas Cowboys will have Mike McCarthy as their head coach next year. If you look at this team, you have a top two defense. I I think if you you can put, let's just say top three for sake of argument, because I think it's the Eagles, the Cowboys, and the 49ers. So let's just say top three for sake of argument. You have a one of the best young wide receivers in the league in CeeDee Lamb. You have one of the best running back duos in Zeke and Pollard. You have a very you have a more than serviceable tight end in Dalton Schultz. You've got players on this team. It's Dak Prescott who needs to play better, and I just don't know if he can. Yeah, no, I, I would agree there. Um, I, I just I don't know know where you go from here because I mean it's not like you can you can bring anybody um, in huge and and honestly I I don't see. I don't see a team that, that wants a quarterback that can give much back to, to the Cowboys. Um, so, so I, I mean, I guess you ride with them for one more year and, and you see how it goes. But honestly, I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm in that front office, what I'm doing. Dak was a fourth round pick. They can, they can get a guy late that they maybe like, uh, you know, don't start him right away. You still ride with Dak, but maybe in a year or two, uh, they move off of Dak. And if they're able to hit on a late round draft pick and get a quarterback, that's, I think that's what they're missing. I think they're missing a consistently good quarterback because that team, when Dak played well against the Buccaneers, looked really good. They, they looked really, really good. Definitely, definitely. So let's move on to the conference championships. Uh, I don't want to toot my own horn too much, but I did predict both of these to be correct. Uh, the Eagles and the 49ers I had and the Chiefs and the Bengals I had. So I think you guys know what I'm going to roll with here. Let's start with the NFC because – uh, I, I think that is a very, very intriguing matchup in the Eagles and 49ers. I think these teams are about as evenly of matched teams that you could have coming into a conference championship game. You've got two really good defenses. You've got two teams that have playmakers all over the field. Obviously, we all know about McCaffrey, Kittle, Debo Samuel with the 49ers. But with the Eagles, you've got Miles Sanders. You've got A.J. Brown. You've got Devontae Smith. Big names up and down the field. On both team, on both teams, really good defenses. I think this game comes down to the quarterback play of both teams. I think this is the first game we see Brock Purdy make a mistake that costs him the game, and I have the Philadelphia Eagles making the Super Bowl and uh, uh, beating the beating the Forty ers You know, I'm, I'm going to roll with that pick. I, I think I think Brock Purdy makes a couple mistakes here in, in a big game and. You know, honestly, I, I would feel bad for him, you know, if he did, but I just don't think he's quite there yet. He's definitely earned himself another contract by far, um, you know, and, and right now the 49ers have three very capable quarterbacks, which is honestly crazy. Uh, 
but I, I do think I do think you know talent wise this this uh, is is a very very intriguing game. But I'm gonna have the Eagles just barely nudging out the 49ers in this. Yeah, the the Eagles. Both teams have so much of what they can do on. They have so many things they can do on offense. Obviously, everybody talks about the 49ers, but the Eagles. They can throw the ball. They could. Uh, they can run the ball, and they can run the ball with their quarterback. Even their quarterback is such a weapon. Let's not forget he was probably the front runner for MVP before he got hurt, and then came back and had those subpar outings. Uh, this is a really, really good Eagles team, and I do. Like I said, I think this is the first game where Brock Purdy does make a mistake. But like you said, I think he's earned another shot with this team. I think. Let me let me ask you this: There's three quarterbacks on this 49ers team. I think two stay. I think one go. Would you Would you agree with that? Uh, no, I would 100 agree. So let me ask you: If you're a 49ers front office executive, which one are you okay with letting walk? Lance go. Uh, I think you have to get the time frame right. I think honestly, maybe you play him um, in the preseason uh, just to get his draft stock up a little bit. Because honestly, I don't think he's worth worth much more than maybe a fourth or fifth round pick. Um, at this point, we haven't really seen um, what he can do. And you know, obviously, I think I think Brock Purdy has kind of shined in those. You know, every every time Trey Lance has played. I mean, both of us are kind of like, yeah, like, you know, you're not confident um, in him. And and so far, I mean, through the playoffs, we, we both kind of been confident in Brock Purdy up to this point. And so so I think you play him in the preseason and you hope, you know, you hope he plays well and his draft stock goes up and then, and then you try to trade him. Yeah, it's so hard because we haven't seen Trey Lance play. I think a lot of people uh, are kind of expecting him to be good because he was the third uh, third overall pick. And that puts the 49ers in a tough spot too, because you don't want to just let that guy go because you spent a you you traded up for him and then you spent the number three overall pick on him. I think the obvious answer for a lot of people was Jimmy Garoppolo, but he has experience. Brock Purdy yeah. has very limited experience in the playoffs, just this run, and Trey Lance barely even has experience in the NFL at all. He didn't play last year, and then this year he got injured in week two, I believe it was. So I think it's a really, really tough decision on who you go with. Not one that I would want to make. And you, if you want to trade one, you have to do it kind of quick because it's like what we saw last year. They were trying to trade Jimmy Garoppolo, but he had that uh, that surgery. By the by, the time he was healthy, teams were already starting their offseason uh, training camps, and they were already ready to go with their quarterback. So, I mean, the, I would like to say you just kind of go into training camp and see which one is uh, – see which one you would be comfortable with letting go. But by that point, you can't really trade them because teams are ready to move on. So it's a really tough decision. I think if I think Brock Purdy, uh, obviously if he wins the Super Bowl, you have to keep him. But I think if he loses this conference championship game, we could see Brock Purdy, honestly, be the one that go, that's gone. Now, it's, uh, it's not – a lot of people would say, why would they get rid of Brock Purdy? But why would you get rid of either one if, if any of these guys? I mean, it's such a – tough decision to make and it's not one that I would want to make so I don't envy the 49ers front office at all Definitely. Yeah. Uh, alright so Bengals Chiefs obviously everyone knows I'm a Chiefs fan so I'm not picking against the Chiefs in this game but the odds are against them they're actually home underdogs for the first time in the Patrick Mahomes era they're coming to Arrowhead the Bengals are coming to Arrowhead Stadium and 
it's going to be a heck of a game, I think. Mahomes does have the high ankle sprain, but in this week of practice, he's looked okay. Uh, you know, he, he hasn't really had a brace or a boot or anything. He's been walking around just with his with nothing on. So I think he's healing. Let's not forget, this dude has had an ankle sprain before, and Andy Reid said uh, that he actually was in, against the Jags in 2019, week one. And Andy Reid, has, he said that that one was worse than this one, and he didn't miss any time from that first one. And so he's obviously going to play. Now, they may do some creative, stu- creative stuff in the red zone with uh, with Kelsey taking the snap or maybe McKinnon doing some kind of weird stuff just to try and limit the amount of snaps and still be effective. I'm, I'm curious to see what they do. But I I don't think the Bengals beat the Chiefs four times in a row. I didn't think they beat them three times in a row, to be fair. But especially in an AFC Conference Championship, I just do not see how they could come into Arrowhead again. They've Last time it was the Chiefs giving the Bengals a lot of bulletin board material in that regular season game. I think the Bengals are making the same mistake the Chiefs made in that la- in that regular season game. I think it was Joe Mixon called Arrowhead Burrowhead. I mean, come on, dude. What are you trying to do? What are you trying to say? He's literally won there one time uh, in his career, and it was by three points in overtime in a game where the Chiefs absolutely threw up all over themselves in the second half. It's not Burrowhead yet. If he wins this year and the Chief, and he plays really well, then maybe you could maybe you could have an argument. But I think the Bengals are making a mistake and giving the Chiefs a lot of bulletin board material heading into this game, and especially Eli Apple. Eli Apple really came into the – uh, the the spotlight last year in the playoffs, you know, acting like he was, he was acting like he was prime Jalen Ramsey when he this season in that playoff game against the Ravens he got burned by Demarcus Robinson. Like, come on, dude, you act like you're Jalen Ramsey and you're getting burnt, you're getting burnt by the Chiefs JV squad receiver, dude. Come on. Yeah, no, I think you definitely hit the nail on the head. I mean, I'm go, I'm going. I'm 100% going with the Chiefs here. I think Arrowhead will be a little bit too much um, for this Bengals squad. And like you said, I, I, I just don't see him beating them four, four times in a row. So I'm, I'm pretty confident rolling with the Chiefs here. Uh, you know, and, and it'd be really nice for Eli Apple to shut up. And I'm, I'm not even a Bills fan or a Chiefs fan. I mean, I just don't really like him that much. Uh, so, so I'm hoping for a Chiefs to win. Um, although... I wouldn't like to see the Chiefs reign. I think the best storyline of these two conference championships would be Andy Reid's old team versus Andy Reid's new team in the conference finals. Yeah, that's that that's gonna be um, in the Super Bowl. Sorry. Yeah, that's gonna be that's what I said from the beginning was Chiefs Eagles, and I mentioned that storyline. I forgot to mention that the Kelsey brothers play on those two teams too. So that's another uh, that's another storyline going into that. I. So we both have the same uh, outcomes, Eagles, Chiefs, uh, but uh, that's the matchup you think will happen. But is that is that what you want to see the most? Do you think that'd be the most entertaining Super Bowl, or is there another matchup that you think would be uh, would be better? I think offensively, um, you know, that's going to be the most exciting. Um, you could argue the 49ers, but that quarterback play isn't there, and. You know, the Eagles, they've got quarterback play, they've got receivers, they've got the run game. I think I think it'll be a very high-scoring game and, and something that, um, you know, could could end up like uh, the Bills-Chiefs AFC Championship uh, last year. So, so yeah, that, that is the matchup I would like to see. Yeah, I, it's tough for me because I'm obviously not going to say the Bengals would make a better Super Bowl matchup, but... Honestly, I think the Chiefs 49ers might be a more entertaining Super Bowl 
just because of the names that would be in this Super Bowl. You'd have Kittle versus Kelsey. You'd have McCaffrey. You'd have the story of Brock Purdy being Mr. Irrelevant, winning a team of Super Bowl. He'd be the first. I think he'd be the first rookie quarterback to win a Super Bowl, and definitely the first quarterback to win a Super Bowl before he even lost a game. So while I think the Eagles would be are they going to beat the 49ers, I do think that 49ers Chiefs potential Super Bowl, especially in the don't forget about the rematch from Super Bowl 54 when the Chiefs beat when the Chiefs beat the uh, the 49ers. Uh, I think the 49ers Chiefs might be a slightly better matchup, but I think either way, no matter what combination we get, even if the Bengals win. Uh, even though I might be crying during the whole thing, I think the Bengals might make a would make a better would make a really good matchup too. Even if uh, no matter who they face from the NFC, so I think no matter what combination we get, it's going to be a really good Super Bowl. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. All right, guys, uh, I think that's all we've got. Gavin, any final thoughts or anything to add? No, sir. No, sir. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in. Uh, that was our AFC and NFC produ- uh championship preview and divisional round recap we hope you enjoyed uh we'll see you next week for our super bowl preview